0: And they're like, "Hey, you didn't tell us about this song. Like, this song's good." And I was like, "Okay, whatever, cool. You know, maybe somebody else will cut it. I don't know. I haven't listened to it." And uh, and then so we had this guy who was helping record some little videos or whatever, and on just phone, just it. And it. He's like, "Hey, play that song. I like that." One. I was like, "Well, I don't even know how it goes. Let me just gonna to it, try to play it." And that's kind of what came out. And sure enough, people liked it. I was like, oh, The intersection of good drinks, good music, and good times. This is Hops and Spirits Bar Conversations.
1: We have officially closed the door on spooky season and we're on to the holiday season. Hope everyone had a great Halloween. Got plenty of candy, lots of goodies. Now we're counting down to Thanksgiving and Christmas is not far behind. Uh, We got a great episode for you this week on the Bar Conversations where we talk with country artist Grant Gilbert. What's stopping us is his latest single. It's a great song, and a fun chat with him. And for tasting notes, we bring on Drunkwood creator John King. We talked with him on Hops and Spirits, Kentucky. Let me bring you a little bit of that episode. Like I said, if you want to listen, watch the full episode, click the link in the show description, and it will take you right to it. And uh, you know what? Let's not waste any more time because I know everyone's excited to get to it. So up next is tasting notes with Drunkwood creator John King. Enjoy.
0: Did you know Hops and Spirits is more than just this podcast? Check out hopspirits.com for our latest episode release, past episodes, interviews with interesting folks in the alcohol industry, and so
2: much more. Just go to hopspirits.com. Feel free to wait until this podcast is done.
1: He's the creator founder of Drunkwood. He's got many hobbies and I believe some some talents as well. John King, welcome in.
2: Hey, thanks for having me. It's good to be here.
1: I'm curious though, you know. Clearly, you can see some of, of what he can do behind him, I believe. I, I'm assuming that's one of your your works behind you.
2: Yeah, that's when we... when we. So I live here in, in the Germantown area, Louisville, and uh, we bought a house, which funny story is the day we closed on the house in 2016, I put my two weeks notice in uh, right after I signed the paperwork because my mortgage guy was like, you can't quit your job until you get all this finalized. <laughs> so I quit my job and took a risk of having drunk wood be my full-time option and there was a couple years where it's a little shaky but it's it's proven itself but yeah basically that's um when I moved in the house I kind of it's the most flammable house in Louisville because it's just covered with all my woodwork uh, it's a it's a probably a 12-foot uh cedar outline in the united states and we travel and do a lot of national park and hiking and backpacking stuff so i just kind of pinpoint um a lot of different photos and, and things along those lines
1: you, you mentioned you, you started you know kind of doing drunkwood in in 2012 was mm-hmm. woodworking kind of just a stress reliever for you back then or was it kind of something a little more or, uh, or it built into that
2: i don't know if i'd say it was a stress reliever um it was just kind of uh it was a challenge it was like hey let's see what i can do this because living in kentucky uh you know everything you'd see everything bourbon state related and but no one only a few people and only a couple that i'm still close with are still doing it today um it was i don't wouldn't say stressful it was it was just something to do like i i remember in college i'd build a set of bags and kind of got a a little bit of woodworking and I, i i worked construction in college so I kind of had your basic, your basic skills, but it was kind of a, Hey, let's learn, let's screw it up and then learn why we screwed up and then try to get better, try to get better. I mean, I still see things to Facebook like some of the work from 2012 and 2013 and you're like, Oh my God, like how far you've come. And then people will ask me all the time to still make some of those items. And I I won't do it because I'm just like, listen, you know, there's other people that do the kind of start out, Products. I was like, "Go give them your business. They're just starting out." So,
1: well, and what pushed you to go go full time in, in twenty sixteen with with Drunkwood and and you know <sighs> give it a go? Uh,
2: it was a combination of a few things. So, I'd worked in the university for uh, a while, and I love my boss, but she was very picky on when you could take vacation days and holiday days and it just i went for a job and i didn't get it And it was me and my best friend my work wife we're going for the same job and i told her i said i want you to get this and if you get it over me i said i'm gone and um you know the thing is is my business was building but i knew you know we'll talk about it but i was also doing work in the beer industry so i was kind of like if i leave uofl i know enough people i can get a job in beer while I do this woodworking that's going to supplement it so what I didn't add this part earlier I never told my wife or my family I was quitting my job so <laughs> like I, my parents didn't know for like six months they just stopped seeing some photos and and god rest my uh, got god rest my soul she's still alive got you know my wife was so awesome about it she was just like sure you do it you know as long as you can you know do what you got to do and there the first two years were you know they were they were a struggle like the sales weren't where I wanted them to. And so I, I was applying for jobs. I mean, I applied for a ton of even different school counseling or going back into education jobs. And I just, I wasn't hearing anything back from them. And uh, I was just like, well, I guess this is, so I kind of figured out how social media and different outlets and different connections, how to do SEO stuff on Google and things were going good. But once COVID hit, um, everything doubled. Like it was just, everyone was stuck at home, nothing to do. They did a lot of, just like me, did a lot of uh, home projects. So people were just like, it, it was crazy. People were buying, buying, buying. And at the time my wife was laid off. So it was one of those times of like, yes, everything's great, but everything's not so great. And a lot of my friends who were doing similar businesses that were relying on shows, or like, they had their items in brick and mortars, they were hurting. So like, for me, it was, I had to keep my mouth shut because I felt bad about talking about my success. Whereas my friends and peers, you know, were shutting down their businesses or, you know, struggling to get by, you know, if they had it as a full-time job. And there's a few of us that actually considered a full-time job.
1: And, you know, with the name, how did you come up with the name? Was it a Drunken Night of Bunk's Beer or how did that work?
2: <laughs> I wish it was. Well, to, to, uh, to go back to my wife being so awesome. Well, she's my second wife and also my second Ashley. So I was married before and her name was also Ashley. And at the time, while I was doing this, I, I had to create a Facebook page for it. And I came up with like three names. I was like, I can't remember the other two. But the name Drunkwood was because when you cut the wood, you can smell the bourbon. And then when you visually look at the bourbon, you, the bourbon barrel stayed, you can see the line of where the bourbon had went into and came out. And so of all the names, she thought Drunkwood was the stupidest name. And I was just like, that's it, Drunkwood. <laughs> and, you know, uh, I've gotten giggles from it and other things. And, uh, I mean, it just, kind of, it just kind of stuck, and it has been there ever since. And I think – and one thing I did, too, is I did look up if there were any other companies named it. And there was a company in the U.K. that did – I think it did, like, driftwood sculptures, and there was, like, another motorcycle company. So it was totally cool. It was a totally unique name. So that's kind of where it came from.
1: I love, I love it. I love it. So simple and 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 but so so fun and, and fitting. You know, when when you're you know coming up with ideas and, and so forth whether it's stuff that you're going to continually have or 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 might consider. How how does that process work for for you? I mean, are you sketching things out or or is someone coming to you with, with things or how does that work? Uh
2: kind of both. So a lot of my items are custom orders, so I have to, I have items I make all the time because those are the most popular items. But then if someone comes to me or like has an idea, we kind of sit there over email or a phone call and hash it out. One thing is, is like when I started in 2012, you know, I was looking on the internet for ideas, and because a lot of the times I only use bourbon barrel staves, but in California, a lot of people were doing things out of wine stage so like in california was making at iron deck chairs so i took that with bourbon barrels kind of wrote the measurements myself through trial and error, kind of created at iron deck chairs and you know i do things like table pub tables and and, uh coat hangers and just simple things just trying to see what's making something throwing it up against the wall to see what would stick and over time like i started doing kentucky outlines and then adding kentucky outlines with shelves to display bourbon bottles which is you know probably one of my number one pieces and also probably one of the most ripped off pieces that i get and that that's a part of it is like just like me looking at other people's things for ideas you're going to find other makers who will will do the same things
1: well and, and it's really cool work and you know talking you mentioned the uh the thomas's thomas working that that has been on the podcast previously i always enjoyed asking them this question what's it like using old bourbon barrels and wine barrels because as they said one would think it would be cool but really it's kind of nasty and disgusting
2: it's very dirty um you know i look like a coal miner half the time like when customers come and pick up their items they just look at me like how (laughs) they're just like what that because just covered in head to toe and i like to wear short running shorts when i work so it's just dirt everywhere i mean i'll go to coffee shops or restaurants like during lunch and people just look at me like so weird, like I'm a homeless person in there just because it, it, it is such dirty work. I mean, it feels constantly wearing masks. You know, I was wearing masks for masks were cool because you're getting stuff up your nose and everything like that. Um, it's really dirty. I mean, it's my shop is in my house. And like I, I look on Instagram and see all these woodworking influencers and how pretty and nice their shops are. I call BS because you're not really doing work. If you're not, if you're not covered in dust and dirt and work, if you're taking two hours a day to clean your shop, you're not really doing woodworking. That's just, it's my hot take.
1: Now, now for those that want to find out and we're, you know, whether that's submit a uh, custom order or, you know, take a look at what you've got is, is the Etsy page, the best or, or social media or what's, what's best.
2: So Etsy is where you can find probably 80 of my most popular items. So you can go on Etsy. Um, if you're local to Louisville, you can use code Louisville pickup in all caps to pick things up. One thing I highly encourage if anyone reads or listens to this podcast: shoot me a message first about shipping because Etsy only uses like the postal service. And I make super big pieces uh, that I ship via FedEx, so shipping can be atrocious. But if you want to see like Common pieces go on Etsy. If you want to see like the rare one-off stuff, you can go on my Facebook page or my Instagram page. Um, if you'd like to place an order, the easiest thing to do is shoot me an email. Um, and it's drunkwood, I-N-K-Y. So it looks like drunkwoodinky at gmail.com. Uh, that's the easiest thing to do. I try to push, cause I get communications via Instagram, Facebook. I try to push everything in email. So it's all in one place. Um, so yeah, but yeah, you, I ship all across the United States and Canada and Great Britain and Russia. Yeah, I just did a Russia one. Yeah. So it's, uh, it can be expensive to ship though. So that's the worst part. Is you
1: know. so, so you're international now you're an international star with the international workshop.
2: <laughs> yeah, I guess. That's what my buddies call it. Drunkwood international LLC. So I think that's what I'm listed on Google. Like if you Google it, like my house, that's what it's listed as. So,
1: like I said, check them out. Drunkwood, uh, John, this was a, a blast and we'll have to grab a beer sometime.
2: Yeah. Anytime you're in. And, uh, I'm all, I'm typically sometimes in Lexington, my friends own Ethereum and country boy. So I in West Six, So I go there and visit them on occasion when I get into town.
1: So absolutely. Well, we'll have to make a, make a plan. <laughs>
2: <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Matt. I appreciate it.
0: Check out hops and spirits on social media at hops spirits, all one word on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and Twitter. You can also find Hops and Spirits on YouTube and at hopspirits.com.
1: Joining us here on the Bar Conversations for our conversation, he's got some new music out, maybe some more coming. We'll find out. Please welcome in Grant Gilbert. Grant, welcome.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me. Looking forward to it.
1: Well, you know, I appreciate you taking the time. I've seen some of your videos on Instagram and hearing your family's story and kind of all the places that your parents took you when you were younger. I'm curious. Um... What's your go to drink these days? You got anything good?
0: Um, I'm going to say I'm a big uh, whiskey and Coke guy, and I like, uh, uh, I don't know, vodka soda when I'm taking it easy. <laughs> I like but, that but, uh, vodka soda. That's whiskey, whiskey probably the go to. Yeah.
1: I like so. that. I like. I got I got a little little Knob Creek uh, nine year tonight. A little little finally crack this bad boy open. So, so that's what I've got tonight. Now, do that's you do you go into beer or anything like that, or you know margaritas on, on a on the beach, or what? What's your any anything else?
0: I mean, I mean, I enjoy margarita on, with some Mexican food. That's that's pretty pretty good go to. And uh, I don't know if it's Tours Light, Natty Light, Miller Light, <laughs> Keystone Light. Cheap beer. Cheap beer is the best beer, in my experience.
1: You know, it's it's. I've I've enjoyed coming back to that. Still enjoy a craft beer, but it's it's nice to go with the classics I, these days. And I'm wondering, do you take those out with you when you you're out on the on the farm or at the the hunting camp, and uh, you know get to do a little bit of that?
0: Yeah, if we're sitting around a fire in the evenings or something, or hunting, or having a good time on the road, there's probably a cool lot around somewhere.
1: So those, now, those pretty good go to's. Now when you're not on stage or in the studio, where's kinda of your happy place? Is that or where will folks find you?
0: Uh in Texas it's gonna be on, out here on our family farm. We got a bunch of land and some cows and stuff and hunting with my brother and uh, if I'm not in Texas, I'm in Nashville writing songs and just doing that. So I write I write songs a whole lot. No, spend quite a bit of time in Nashville doing that. So now, do you I you ever, when you know, I can get out in the country.
1: I was going to say, do you get out in the country? I mean, there's plenty of country in Tennessee. You can go up north to Kentucky and all sorts of places. Do you ever get to do any of that?
0: Yeah, I got some buddies that uh, have a place out in Missouri. We like to go down there and go duck hunting and goose hunting. and That's, that's about it. Sometimes we'll go to uh, a little bit in West Tennessee and deer hunt. I've done that a time or two. But uh, other than that, I'm mainly in Nashville riding, it seems like.
1: Yeah, uh, you got to you got to do work, unfortunately, <laughs> right? I
0: know, yeah. You got to you got to work hard so you can play, you know.
1: That 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 is true. That is true. Now, you said you you know you got the farm down there, so you literally grew up on a big farm in a small town, right?
0: Yeah, no, we got about a, a thousand acres out here, and uh, we to enjoy riding around in the evenings and uh, checking cows, and just being a, being in the middle of nowhere. I enjoy it
1: so so for you when you're writing about you know like when people say you know down a dirt road you were down a dirt road on the farm probably
0: Mm -hmm. yeah there's not much out here and uh got to tell people the name of the biggest city to live by so they have even a remote clue of where you are in the world (laughs) you know so i kind of had to live by that my whole life
1: i understand that i understand i grew up in west virginia and there weren't a whole lot of big cities around me so uh, I would say Pittsburgh, and then they'd be like, you're not even close. And I'm like, I know, I know, but you're not going to find me on the map.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully you'll have, like, a Walmart within a couple hours. Surely Rock.
1: Uh We do, we do. We released, the, you know, we had stoplights, a Walmart, a Kroger. You know, we, we had a little bit of stuff. Now, where my dad grew up, not so much. He was he was out in the country, and you could walk out of the back of his house and not see a soul for about a day, two days.
0: <laughs> hey, that's not a bad thing guess me.
1: Now, I mentioned this at the beginning of the show. You go by Grant Gilbert, but technically, that is not your given name, correct?
0: Yeah, well, uh, my given name is Gregory Grant Gilbert, and uh, since day one, I've always gone by Grant. But my parents named my brother Bryson Gregory. Also, we have the same first name, <laughs> and so we've had to fight that battle our whole life, trying to figure out who's who and. Who's, who they're talking to? Who the who the male was going to? I mean, there's no telling. Because he goes by his
1: middle name, right? He goes by his yes. middle name, so he's Gregory. Yeah. When you would be technically Gregory.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. So he's yeah he's Broston and I don't even I don't know what the thought process was. His name is both the same name, but two very different people, but with the same name.
1: I like it. I like it. I like it wow. now. Also, I gotta ask your parents, did they really take you, when they would go to the big, big city, would they take you and your brother, go to the club, and you'd just be off hanging at a table at the side, you know, while they were having a good time?
0: Well, I mean, it was like, it's a, they, they always went dancing in Fort Worth, and uh, there's this old place called the Wild Elephant Saloon, and it was just like classic country music, like old, like Johnny Bush, like don Edwards singing cattle cattle songs and uh, they they just enjoy two-stepping and dancing just just old school just two-stepping nothing crazy nothing anything crazy and uh, they just let us hang out at the table and i hope there's an older couple couple they said would always just watch us while they were dancing keep an eye on us make sure we we're behaving so i mean that's i think that's where we got it and i don't know just that was like the thing just going to dances and listening to music and that's what i got that's how i got started being into it
1: i was gonna say i mean do you do you did did that follow you i mean are you out honky-tonking till you know two in the morning
0: i mean i spend i spend my weekends honky-tonking but during the week if uh during the week i'm sticking pretty close to the house i'm i'm not getting too (laughs) crazy with it i mean i'm it's it's pretty hard to get me to leave the house during the week since we're going so much on the weekends.
1: Well, and I feel like that's kind of been your, your MO for a, a good while. I mean, you were doing that in school, right? You'd be going to school and then on the weekends you'd be playing gigs. And so has that kind of been the, your schedule for as long as you can remember now?
0: Yeah, it's been pretty much the only thing I've known. I uh, haven't spent too much time doing many other things. I mean, that music's music. Style, I've always paid my bills and, uh, just, there's no, there's no, never a plan B. I always feel like that was what was supposed to happen and, uh, I don't know. I've been been lucky to somehow navigate my way through it and still do it.
1: Well, and I think you're having a good time. You you get to to travel all over. And Mm -hmm. was your first gig at a taco shop that your brother booked you?
0: Yeah, that's a fact. (laughs) 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 There used to be a fuzzy taco shop in this town beside us. And uh, on Fridays and Saturdays, it had a little, I mean, it's a taco shop. but on the side, there's this little sidebar. And uh, on Friday and Saturdays, they'd have music from 8 to 10. And uh, I knew a few people that had played it. And I didn't, I didn't have no two hours worth of songs or anything. And uh, <laughs> he called up there, and I don't know what they were thinking to, let, to book me. And uh, sure enough, they did. And I went up there and made a little gas money. And I said, this is a lot cooler than mowing yards or whatever everybody else does. So I'm going to play these gigs in the taco shop. And then, uh, then we got the phone book out and called every other place around that we could think of we couldn't find another gig for a while but that was our one and only <laughs> but uh, that's where i started
1: i mean i'm, I'm guessing i mean do you, do you remember it vividly like to, to this day like how, how it went and everything that had to go on for it to come
0: together yeah i remember not before we went to uh went to town to fort worth and i didn't have a sound system or anything i mean i had nothing and uh, we bought some speakers and uh i don't know what else would take. Some cables and everything and somehow piece this thing together bought a bought the soundboard with the knobs on it from a pawn shop earlier that week and uh put it together hoping it would work and it and it fired up we played a lot of my friends and their parents from my hometown came and uh threw some money in the tip jar and i thought it was cool thing ever
1: well like you said it's a lot better than mowing yards and uh you know uh, it, it's a it's a good and it's led you here to this and you know you mentioned you know your family's kind of uh, obviously loved music so I mean did you just grow up with music all your life I mean did, did they just have music on at the house you know when they weren't weren't out out going out dancing I mean how was music just all around you
0: I mean just music was always on the radio in the in the pickups or whatever if we were feeding cows it was on the radio and uh, I just got to where I I don't know I could just hear a song and pretty much know the words to it like i don't know if, i i don't know i could just remember words really well and uh i just kind of pick them and sing them and and starting out i'd be like, hey what do y'all want to what do y'all want to hear me play and i'd i'd sing the words i'd probably play it wrong but i'd i try to <laughs> sing it i'd get most of the words right and uh I, that's just kind of how it started just growing up listening to music and just sitting there with my dad and quizzing each other who sings that who wrote that you know uh what album was that on and then now i fell in love with country and then uh one day we were at a a boat dock one day just driving around looking at the lake and uh, you know how people used to have big like cd binders that they put all their Mm -hmm. sleeves of cds Uh, in i I
1: might still have that
0: Uh, i'm sure you can't throw that away (laughs) but uh i guess somebody was pulling their boat out of the water and dropped it on the ground and we found one laying on the ground I was like, okay, well, that's cool, and uh, I had one of those big iPods with the wheels on it, you know, and I found this case of CDs, and I put them all in there, and then I found, like, Tom Petty, Bruce Springsteen, and a bunch of old, like, country stuff, too, but, uh, and that's kind of where the bridge crossed into that country and the Tom Petty sounds. That's where I fell in love with all that, and uh, I would have never heard of Tom Petty to that point unless I found that big sleeve of CDs on the ground. So somebody had uh, some good albums that they lost. And they're probably looking for it still. And I got it. So.
1: <laughs> well, you know, sometimes it's just like serendipity. You just, it just was meant to be. And, and it led you to kind of a cool thing. Cause you do blend. Like when you're listening to your songs, you can clear as day hear that rock influence. Is that kind mm-hmm. of the sound you're going for? A little country, a little rock and you know, maybe a little blues thrown in there too.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think so. I mean, like I said, I'm big country and then I don't I'm not like a like a grunge rock guy or a rocking guy, just some electric guitars, you know, like like back in the seventies and eighties I mean even in the nineties electric guitar's were a big deal country music and I think just kind of using those eighties sounds and feels and maybe some melodies with country lyrics is kinda of where I I find myself. I'm not a lot of people, when they think rock, they think punk. And I'm the farthest thing from a punk, you know? So, I mean, <laughs> I couldn't sell that. But just country rock. Country rock is kind of where I think we are. Well, I was going to say, there's
1: nothing... I mean, Southern rock's been around a long, long time. A lot, a lot of folks pulled off of that. Mm-hmm. Just like you said, the guitars are, are a heavy influence on, on a lot of artists these days. And, you know, you, you mentioned, you know, you got kind of had that bug. You could play... Obviously, you got that first gig, and then you kind of did some other things. But when did you know that that was something that you wanted to make your career? Because it's one thing to play a gig, have fun. It's another to make that big leap and go into writing and you know Mm -hmm. traveling around and doing things like
0: that. I mean, I was going to college out at Texas Tech, and uh, we were playing around on the weekend or during the weeks, and then uh, we play with the band on the weekends. And I was going to school out there, and. I was sitting in class and I was thinking more about music and guitars or like trying to think of a place I could call to let us play. And, uh, I was having fun doing it. And my dad always said, get your degree and you can do whatever you want. So, uh, I scraped, I scraped by in the classroom, took a couple of things twice and, uh, I was playing every weekend and I was like, Man, making, making a little gas money doing this. I'm gonna keep doing it. And, uh, we started pulling from crowds around town and around Lubbock and, uh, it's, I guess a couple of people started paying attention to us, and I was like, all right, all right, let's try Let's give this a shot. And then some things are falling into place that I don't know you can't plan. And I've been lucky to be to the point we're at right now. So, but still climbing. Every day, every day is a battle. We wake up every day. It's like, well, what can we do to win today? What can we do to make a difference? I mean, scratching and clawing and being on the road. That's all it is.
1: Well, I mean that that's the best way to, to to cut your teeth. At the end of the day, is getting out there torn and making fans everywhere you go. And you know, you mentioned you know going to Texas Tech, um, which I, who I really dislike at the moment. Um, not because I, I I dislike Texas Tech or Lubbock. I'm just a West Virginia fan, and it's gone horribly wrong against them recently. So we got uh, y'all <laughs> so. last week, didn't we? <laughs> it wasn't pretty. I'm glad I didn't get to watch much of the game, but but how much hey. did Lubbock and Texas Tech impact you? Because you you mentioned getting to play there, but you know, for those that don't know, a lot of big Texas guys you know came through there, went through there. Josh Abbott, William Clark Green, and many others. So that that's a good good place to kind of cut your teeth.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, there's this uh, there's this place out there called the Blue Light Live, and it was uh, that's where. It, Starting out, I mean, from the second I moved there, I, I had a little, I was writing some terrible songs, but I was trying to write songs, and starting out Mondays, I was going to Blue Light Songwriter Night, and trying to write songs and play them, and looking back, I'm like, oh, those are bad, I don't know, but uh, starting there, playing Mondays, just trying to figure out how to write songs, and uh, and sure enough, they let us book on a Tuesday, and then gave us a Wednesday, and then, gave us thir- and then worked our way up to the weekend, and then it was my 21st birthday, and... Uh, met Josh Abbott, and uh, he kind of took us under his wing. And all those Lubbock guys, Lubbock's small from the grand scheme of things, and uh, met those guys like William Clark Green and Wade Bowen and Pat Green, look, looked up to those guys like crazy. And then uh, Josh really helped us, took us under his wing and helped us really get on the road. And it's opened up a lot of doors for us. And Lubbock kind of paved the way to get there. And so uh, Lubbock is one of my favorite spots in the world every time I go back
1: well and you mentioned josh and you know taking when you have someone like him that's done it done it well what was it like when he was like hey i want to work with you and he ended up being your you know management manager you know along with with kind of a, a collab deal there but i mean to take you under the wing that had to say something to you
0: yeah i mean uh i remember when he said it. i was like
2: wow
0: wow like
2: <laughs>
0: okay like i have nothing to bring to the table here and uh it's like man, I just feel like I can help you out a lot and uh, open some doors, and so uh, he's he's done that a lot, and uh, and now passed us on kind of and uh, to to where we are now, and I don't know he's he's helped me out a lot, and he's not doing he's not managing us or helping manage us anymore, but he's gonna be on this next song we, we're putting out pretty soon, so really excited about that.
1: Well, I was gonna say that's a perfect segue because my next question was gonna be, when are you two working together now? Because you wrote for him back back then, right? You you and him wrote wrote a song that he ended up cutting, and but now is he finally returning that favor?
0: Yeah, we're uh we just we just cut it the other day. We were in the studio and uh, had to get him singing on it, and it's a it's a good time song. Uh, I haven't played it out or showed it any yet, but. Uh, we're getting it mixed right now, and I figure we'll put it out probably the top of next year. So, I'm excited about it. I think uh, I think people in Texas will love it, but I hope people love it everywhere. We can go out and tour it and play some shows together and sing it. And I think people people have a good time with it. So, they like if they like drink a beer, they're they're gonna like this song. So, <laughs> casting a wide net there.
1: I like it. I mean, that can go anywhere. Just I mean, it's hard to find some place that doesn't like a beer.
0: I know, and if you're going to be at a bar at a concert, if you don't like beer, I mean, you probably, I don't know what you're doing.
1: <laughs> now, you I mean, mentioned this, you know, obviously, you know, Josh is big down in, in Texas, and, you know, he's been fortunate enough to kind of go elsewhere, too. And on your social media, you know, you can find me anywhere between Texas and Tennessee. How do you also kind of make sure while you're building in Texas, you kind of can go, go beyond that, too? I mean, it's
0: just, working socials and just and if there's a show opportunity somewhere else we'll, we'll take it, we'll be there, you know? I mean a twelve plus hour drive is nothing to us anymore. I mean <laughs> it gets it gets tough and long sometimes. But I mean just getting out and if there's an opportunity taking it and uh, not you can't win anything by sitting on the couch and you uh, gotta keep your head down and try to win every day and so that's our goal. Just just Take every opportunity we can and uh, hopefully create some of our own. Keep going. Just working hard.
1: Well, now you've got your latest single out, What's Stopping Us. How did that come together? And was that a true experience or just a song that spoke to you?
0: I mean, I I write a lot with uh, Eric Dillon. He's one of my buddies. We've been writing together since day one before I learned to write songs with that guy. I mean, he was my first write in Nashville ever. And uh, and Jordan Walker, he's from Texas. And uh, we sat down that day just trying to write something that felt good. And I think Jordan was playing that the little guitar lick. And uh, we just started writing, and West Opinous came out. It's kind of about just seeing where something new takes you and hanging on for the ride. I mean, that's I feel like it was somebody people could relate to, and kind of everybody's been there at one point or another.
1: Well, I I feel like too it's it's kind of unique too, in, in the sense of like you said, it's 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 a good good feeling song, and not you know one of why why not give it a a chance. And I I feel like that that's kind of cool too to kind of tell that story of you know seeing seeing someone you might be interested in, vice versa, and and seeing where mm-hmm. it goes.
0: Yeah, I think so. And I mean, everybody's needed somebody at some point to kind of pick them up, and uh, so it's kind of just somebody kind of coming into your laughing. and picking you up and knocking you know just dusting you off and seeing where it takes you you know
1: now do you have anyone like that in your life anyone you, you want to see what's stopping you
0: i mean i don't know i mean uh, i definitely had uh, people walk into my life when i needed them or needed a friend and uh i thought like this one was about that you know
2: i mean, <laughs> so I mean i'm, I'm
0: glad <laughs> i mean i'm i know, my girlfriend keeps me in line, so uh, I'd say it's about her, I guess.
1: There you go. There you go. See, that's all you had to say, just right off the bat. I wrote it about her.
0: <laughs> I, mean, I wrote now, it about you... the time I saw her walking into the Mexican restaurant and had to go talk to her.
1: <laughs> See, it was meant to be. It was meant to be.
0: Uh-huh. You know, yep.
1: I, I like it. I like it. Now, you know, listen to a lot of your songs. Um, the oh, I'm drawing a blank now because I didn't write it down, but the 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 one that kind of took off for you uh, kind of just before uh, that I know you had on. gotten everything She Goes yeah uh, the Dirty Breakup song how did that kind of change things for you?
0: I mean it's opened a lot of doors I mean kind of put it on social media and kind of took off on us for a second and uh, it took us forever to get in the studio and record it I mean I guess uh, we were talking to our current produ- or our producer uh, Jonathan Singleton and and uh, playing in these songs and I guess we booked our studio time a little ways out and uh we didn't put it out it's like a over almost eight months probably after I even put the song out and it did something on social media and uh I don't know we did we did a music video for it that was my first music video and uh, so it's fun getting a, to try and be a little dramatic you know I mean in front of a camera it's not that it doesn't exactly come natural to a, a knucklehead from nowhere you know so you got to
1: had to work on that. Hey, it's okay. It's okay. I mean, obviously with social media nowadays, things, things are a little different. Like you said, you can kind of go beyond wherever. I mean, it's worldwide. I mean, people can mm-hmm. find things. Is it weird to kind of put a song out there and you might like it, you might see where it goes and then it blows up and then you're like, Oh, now what, what do we do with it? What do we do
2: with it?
0: Yeah. I mean, it was just like a random, like, Hey, I wrote this song. Hope hope y'all like it, you know? And then. It kind of, just kind of, I was checking my phone and I was like, okay, it's still good, you know? And, uh, I was like, okay, we better, we better record this one, you know? And I turned the song in, or I never, I wrote the song with, uh, Rivers Rutherford and Joy Beth Taylor. And we did like a little demo of it that day. And I never got the demo. I never turned, I never turned it in. And, and they're like, Hey, you didn't tell us about this song. Like this song's good. And I was like, Okay, whatever, cool. You know, maybe somebody else will cut it. I don't know. I, I haven't listened to it, and uh and then so we had this guy who was helping us record some little videos or whatever, and on his phone, just videoing it. And he's like, "Hey, play that song. I like that." One. I was like, "Well, I don't even know how it goes. Let me just so I listen to it, try to play it." And that's kind of what came out. And sure enough, people liked it. I was like, I, I was like, "Well, if, if they like it, it must be okay." You know, I didn't it's just a, note. It a song to me and so we, it's been the best one for us up to date up to this point so far so it's pretty organic fun and
1: and sometimes that's just how, how it works and what's stopping us is, is is another great one god and everything and you, you've you been able to put out some new music lately so obviously in the studio a little bit working on some some things
0: yeah we just cut some new ones uh a couple weeks ago and we're finishing them up right now and uh i'm gonna have some friends sing on them too so uh we'll see what happens i'm 2021 2023 should be a should be a good one so hopefully we'll be playing a lot of shows and putting out rolling out a bunch of new songs so this say, has that, been a good building year but we just gotta keep building on what we're doing as
1: i was gonna say what's that process like to kind of obviously you got to keep putting out music but you got to find the right rhythm and then at some point I know you're probably itching to put out some of these other songs that you, you've been able to to put together. I mean, how how do you pace yourself and then kind of build toward that 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 next step?
0: Uh, I would say being patient has been the. Uh, if there's one thing the music business has ever taught me is to be patient, and I'm not a patient person, you know. I'm like, <laughs> I don't even order stuff online because I'd rather go to the store because I'm an instant gratification kind of guy, you know, and. uh I don't know. It's just ha- having to be patient and let let the chips fall where they will. And uh, I mean, if it was up to me, I would have put all these songs be recorded out the other day. You know, let everybody have them. But uh, just trying to to share them and put them out the right way, and so hopefully they can reach as many ears as possible. So that's our goal. And just uh, being patient, trusting the process, and uh, showing up, working hard every day, seeing where it takes us.
1: Well, like I said, so far so good, and you know, you, you mentioned you know you, you get in writers' rooms, you, you kind of come up with some ideas. Is that typically what you're doing? Do you just bring an idea to the table, or are you pulling in some real life experiences and just seeing where that takes you?
0: You one, like I mean, I got a I got a note section in my phone, and uh, if I'm sitting at the house or, or mowing the field on the tractor, I mean, that's that's where some ideas come. Just just write it down that day and. Or if somebody says something, I'll, I'll write it down real quick and uh, just take it. Take a man every day, sit on the guitar, and, and that's what—that's just the the process and whatever we're feeling that day. I mean, it might be the dumbest thing in the world, you know. if Somebody said something funny, we're like, "Wow, well, let's write that," you know. I mean, it's just just the organic process and writing with my friends, and uh, I mean, it's, it's how it feels real. I think.
1: Well, that's, I mean that that connects w- with folks, and they can they can relate, and then then that brings them into the music and you know you mentioned it a little bit you've got josh on a song coming out most likely next year folks are gonna have to wait a little bit on that any other friends that you can mention or at least give us a clue about that you're gonna have some fun surprises for i I won't get you in trouble i don't want to get you in trouble i don't want to get you in trouble it's
0: just people (laughs) that uh probably from the texas area or buddies up from Nashville. so i probably it's not it's not anybody random i'm We've crossed paths with them pretty often, so... It'll, people, it'll mesh with people, you know. Can, I like it, can, I like it. Uh, they can take their guesses, I guess. <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble, because we haven't done it yet, but we're supposed to do it in, like, two weeks, so... Who knows? I was going to say, I don't want to get you in
1: trouble. I don't want to get you in trouble, so...
0: Yeah, no, Josh no, one no. is done. Josh one is done.
1: So, so, so that one everyone knows about, and, and it's going to happen, and... Then the others, it's a good tease. You just have to wait and see. Maybe he'll drop something on social media. Maybe he won't.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it'll probably be, I'll probably tease something on my Instagram in the next couple weeks with some others.
1: Now, you know, as, as you close out 2022, you mentioned it's been a building year. What what can folks expect from you kind of the rest of the year? And then obviously in 2023, you got new music and so forth, mm-hmm. but rest of this year, and then what What do you have for in 2023?
0: I mean, the rest of this year is just kind of getting the blocks in place for all these new songs in 2023, and uh, just getting all, hopefully in the next month or two, getting some tour dates booked for early 2023, and uh, just building and trying to gain some steam, and hopefully come to every venue in every town that will have us, and hopefully everybody that's ever listened to our songs will come see us. So just getting out, just getting the music out there as much as we can, and uh, it's a it's a challenge every day, and uh, just trying to stay busy.
1: Well, I was gonna say you've been doing that uh, that for a while. You you've been pretty much hitting the road every weekend, getting to just show off that music. GrantGilbertMusic.com. You can also find them on social media at GrantGilbertMusic. And I gotta ask this because you, you've you've had it you you're, you're you've grown from just you and being an acoustic set clearly. And mm-hmm. how has that process been like? Because you got a good buddy, I, I believe, that's that's been with you for a while now. I think you're up to, like, a five-piece group.
0: Yeah, we have a five-piece band. And, uh, I mean, our guitar player, Morgan, he's we've been at it since we were in high school playing acoustic shows together. And then uh, he wound up going to school out at Texas Tech, which is kind of four hours from where we're from. And, and we just picked up where we left off, and uh, we met our buddy... On med- message this, this guy on facebook i was like hey we need a drummer and he shows up to rehearsal and i was like this guy's really good he's out of my league but hey <laughs> come on come play him and so he still plays with us and then uh and so the three of us we've been together for a long time and then uh, we have two guys that have been with us last year and it's just fun being on the road every weekend and uh, it's a mystery every weekend. When when the van and trailer pulls out, you don't know you don't know what you're getting into that weekend. So it's a lot of fun. I'm glad I get to do it. And uh, but every every Sunday morning when we pull back up, I'm I'm worn out and glad it's over with for a couple of days. We needed a break, we need to cool off.
1: But you get to spend time with friends and, and, and folks that you enjoy and that's gotta be cool. And then who knows, you might just end up at a Bucky's at three A. M. and see something interesting.
0: Hey, that's every weekend, Bucky's at 3 a.m. <laughs> yeah, we get some kolaches and a coffee and getting down the road.
1: And you, and you know what? We got one in Kentucky now, so, you know, they're just, they're everywhere.
0: I didn't know that. They're everywhere yep, in Texas. Zips, I know that.
1: It, it, it's wild. Oh. They came to Kentucky after I finally got to see one in Texas visiting family, and then all of a sudden, next thing I know, <laughs> we got one in Kentucky. And, Not uh, so special anymore, huh? There.
0: Oh, yeah, no, every still time special. you walk in, it's crazy. That's <laughs> still special. Uh, Walmart. Gas I've place. never
1: been to something quite like a Bucky's. <laughs> no,
0: they're one of a kind of thing. That's for sure.
1: Well, well, Grant, I appreciate you taking taking the time to talk a little bit, tease us on some new music that's coming, and folks, if you haven't yet, check it out. Like I said, I, I've really enjoyed um, all, all of your music, especially uh, what's stopping us, and just excited to see where you go.
0: Well, thank you. Thanks for having me, and uh, hopefully we can do this again in a couple months, and uh, we'll we'll make some make some moves.
1: I like it. I like it. I'll hold you to that, and and uh, maybe next time uh, we'll share another drink.
0: That's right. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Find more from Hops and Spirits at hopsspirits Thanks,
2: everybody. Bye.